0: women get told, okay, you might have this intention of wanting a relationship. And so to get that relationship, you got to play games. And one of those games is you do not scare him off. You play the cool girl. You pretend you don't care. And that's when I think it's irresponsible. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is a recording that I was invited to be part of. So I'm technically the guest on this podcast, but I wanted to share it here with you because I think it's a topic that so many of you will relate to and have your own thoughts and feelings and certainly your own lived experiences with. So Steph Giorgio... Steph is a psychologist. Do You likely follow her over on Instagram or TikTok. You can find her at MindFoodSteph. She's also an author. She's also just incredibly bubbly and passionate, particularly about educating women on a variety of topics. But this episode is a little bit different. It's one of her Freestyle Friday episodes from her podcast. So Steph invited me on and a topic on me. I was not prepared. I didn't know what it was going to be, but it was all about when you get to a point when you're dating someone and you want to have that question answered, you want to know where is this going? Who am I to you? What are we? And so Steph and I go back and forth a little bit with our answers because on one hand, It's kind of tempting to lean into that game playing trope, you know, the old treat him mean, keep him keen stuff that really needs to be put in the bin, I think. But we get into it. And so I hope that you enjoy today's podcast episode. Please let me know if you do. Even though I'm in a relationship, I love chatting about dating. I still love listening to dating podcasts because I find the human element, the behavior element, the psychology of it all. So interesting. So let me know if you enjoy this style of episode so that I can cue more up like this for you. All right, let's get into today's Freestyle Friday. Uh, taken from Steph's podcast. All of the links are in the show notes for you. Freestyle Friday is just what Steph calls this kind of episode that she runs on her podcast because typically her podcasts are very educational and very structured. And I think we talk about that actually in the episode because we're quite different and you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear all about it, but let's get into it. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members, in that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep
1: playing. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. It's been going well. She's been loving it. And the last time I saw her, she's like, yep, just seeing where it's going, etc." And now she sort of brought up, I want to have that conversation. I want to see where his head's at, where the relationship is going. And I guess we can frame this as the conversation in quotation marks. Run for the hills, men, because, you know, and this Conversation can happen in all types of relationships, not just heterosexual ones. But I guess I do not see a problem with this. I think it is completely appropriate and healthy and functional to ask a male that you have been dating where this is going. Obviously, how you say it and how it's approached can vary and can impact the outcome. But I find that men in particular have such a a different opinion. And when I brought this up with my partner, we almost lost it at one another because he's like, no, all you girls, you have to have that conversation and why can't you just let things go the way they are? And, um, you know, it scares guys off and he has no issues with commitment. He is very secure attachment style. I would have expected that response from an ex or someone with an avoidant attachment style. But when I just bring this up, what is your thoughts on it? Because my friend did have the conversation and she kind of got avoidant vibes or felt it changed the energy a little bit.
0: I can see it from both sides, right? And I think a lot of it depends on what you perceive the stakes to be, right? I feel like if you were dating with the intention of trying to find a person that you can do life with. Maybe you're feeling the pressure of the biological clock ticking, or you're just so exhausted from time wasters. So you have this intention that you want to understand that your time and your energy, the things you're investing into getting to know this person, that is going towards something, right? So yes. I, I think that if that is how you're approaching dating, that's where you're at, you're doing it because you want a specific outcome, then it is responsible to ask that question. It's responsible. Yes. But I think if you are not bothered whether you have a connection in your life and you're dating multiple people and you genuinely are indifferent to the outcome, and I've been there, I've been, you know, at stages in my life where I'm purely dating for something to do. I have no intention of actually forming a long-term relationship. I'm going for the story. I'm going for the experience. I'm going because why not? And in those instances, I don't think you need to have that conversation early on if you're just genuinely, truly happy for it to play out how it is. But I think the difference is, Steph, women get told okay, you might have this intention of wanting a relationship. And so to get that relationship, you got to play games. And one of those games is you do not scare him off. You play the cool girl. You pretend you don't care. And that's when I think
1: it's irresponsible. And here is the major thing. That behavior, those games, they work. However, They work to attract an avoidant partner. I've read all the dating books, right? There was one called Why Men Love Bitches. I'm like, I'm going to use this, I'm going to apply it, and it worked. I got the guy, and he was messaging me and he was scheduling dates, and I had a time. And when you have a time, you have a date. But those strategies attract a certain type of person because they're like, oh, this girl's cool. Like she, you know, doesn't message me 24 seven and she doesn't do this and that that," and an avoidant likes that. But once you reveal the real you, there's going to be issues. So you're right. They tell us to play these games, but they don't actually work because those games attract a certain personality type.
0: Yes. And I think what you just said is the whole podcast episode, right? We could literally wrap it up right now because what you've said is so true. Once you reveal your true self, all comes out anyway. And that's what I was trying to get at, I think, by saying, on one hand, if this is what you want, it's responsible to do it. On the other hand, if you couldn't care less, you don't have to do it. That's just got to be your honest truth.
1: Yes. And the thing is, I went into my last or this current relationship with a completely different mindset, you know, with old partners, it was, oh, we have to tiptoe around the marriage conversation because it gives you anxiety or, you know, I wanted to be the cool girl that didn't care. Like you said, but going into this, I wanted to know there was a purpose. I wanted to know um, that it was going somewhere. Otherwise, what is the point? Why are we here? And I had no shame in that because One thing I've learned that has absolutely changed my life and will change yours is the way someone responds to your feelings will tell you everything about that person. So the way a person responds to this conversation will tell you a lot about it. And even though my partner now, he's all like, oh, you know, girls just shouldn't have the conversation. Just let it go. Let it flow organically. I say, but when I had that conversation with you, we may never have been together because I was really clear on what I wanted but I was also prepared I was prepared for the worst I went into this conversation saying Steph are you prepared to have this conversation and he leaves are you prepared to have this conversation he might be like whoa I'm not ready for this right now I just think we should call it off and I was like yep I'm ready I'm ready because if he responds that way then that gives me what I need to know and yesterday there's this interesting um relationship coach. He's quite big on social media and I have jumped on a few of his lives and he's very adamant on timelines. He's like, by the third date, you're exclusive. By this date, you're XYZ. And he's like, a year later, you should be engaged. By six months, you should be moving in together. And he has these really strict, strict. timelines. Yeah. Which is, which is fun. And I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should be um, exclusive. I like that. But i put the question in the live and I'm like, what about when you bring up the conversation to a guy of where this is going and they freak out? And he kind of freaked out a bit. Not that he freaked out, but he said, ooh, he's like, it depends. Before you even go there, he said, you should ask yourself the question, how do I want this person to feel when I bring this conversation up? How do I want to feel at the end of the conversation and ask those questions first? And I do think that was interesting because you should ask yourself, are you prepared for the answer if it isn't the one you expect?
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And that comes back to a responsibility. And I think even nowadays with dating apps, right, Steph, people can display that in their profile. You know, something casual, something serious. And I think another arm of the responsibility model is that we have to listen to people. We have to listen to their words and their actions as well. If we swipe yes on someone who is saying, I want something casual, and then they're also avoiding a serious conversation, but we start telling ourselves, oh, they say that, but they treat me like a girlfriend. So I'm just going to trust that they treat me like a girlfriend. That's not enough. That's not responsible. Mm. We've got to actually understand the person that we're engaging with and believe them.
1: I love that you said responsibility model. I think we've just come up with our own um, term. But, but do you know dating what tree. Will- A <laughs> date. Here's the relational uh, tree. Uh, do, but do you know what men will say to that? Yeah, but we don't know. We don't know if we want something serious. That's why they get put off apparently by the conversation because when they meet you they don't know what they want because they don't know if you're that girlfriend material which kind of makes sense they just want to date see how it goes and in their head they're like well I don't know yet I don't know if she's someone I want to be with I don't I don't know and I think that's why then the conversation comes and they're like oh my god she's one of those so I think when I was speaking to my partner about this I was saying What do you expect us to do? Do you want us to just date you, give you our time, give you our resources? What? And then one day we just hope you're going to ask us out and make it official? And he's like, well, no, you just let it happen organically. And if it's meant, you know, if the guy does want it, then yeah, like it'll happen. So I think their argument is they don't know if they want something long term with you. And that's why they're not clear at the front.
0: And to that, I would say, we don't know either until we know this person. So there is a degree of ambiguity when you first meet someone. Yes, we might know that we have an intention of wanting a relationship with that. We're wanting a relationship in our life, but we don't know if this is the right person. So in the early days, neither of us know But amongst that soup of not knowing, there can still be an overarching conversation where you acknowledge neither of us really know the other person yet. But where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Because on a first date, you can say to someone, you know, what are some things that you do want to achieve in the next couple of years? And if that person says to you, oh, I've always wanted to go and live in New York by myself, for a year, mm-hmm. you're like, cool, that's a priority. If they say to you, oh, I don't know for sure, but you know, I am in my mid-30s, I'm etching towards 40, whatever it is, and I've always wanted to be a young parent. You know, that at least tells you that they're considering mm-hmm. that. And if that lines up with your goals, I don't think you have to sit someone down and interrogate them on the first date and be like, where do you see yourself? What are your top values? Blah, blah, blah. Because there is a level of, I don't know, right? Like if you said to Brendan, Brendan's my partner on our first date, do you want to get tangled up with someone who has twin boys and co-parents with someone else? I bet you he would say, "Eh, not high on my priority list, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a level of, he didn't know. And then once we met and we fell for each other, I bet he would say to you he can't imagine his life without the boys and I in it. So there is yeah. a level of I don't know, but he also knew that eventually he wanted to be a dad and he did crave the family life. So he didn't know the specifics, but he knew the overarching general direction.
1: Yeah, and I like how you just weaved it into a conversation. Oh, you know, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. I was very um, cutthroat. I had a checklist. <laughs> Babe, <laughs> what I, I believe wanted
0: that you you sent me a text message saying that we need an agenda for going out for dinner. I believe <laughs> that you had a spreadsheet for for Will.
1: <laughs> I honestly just think I was so I don't know after my last relationship, and it wasn't even it wasn't even bad. It was just sort of chill. That I was like, no, I want clarity. I want transparency. I deserve to get my needs met. I deserve to have needs. It's not just about them. I'm not just a pleasant experience for a man to come along on. I'm not just a positive experience. I am a person that wants a relationship with the right person. And I think how you have the conversation is important. So I think weaving it in, like you said, can give you clues into where a person is is at and if they're like, well, I'm doing this and I'm going here and I'm going that and there's no, I guess, consideration of you uh, in in the picture, you know, a few dates in, not straight away, that could be potentially problematic. Maybe don't just say, hey, where is this going? You know, I like you. Do you like me? What's going on? But do you know what? The fact that you were
0: very direct, that is you. You told me before we started recording, you don't like podcasts with superfluous waffling. I love superfluous waffling. Give me all of the extra details of a podcaster's life, right? I want to know all of the ins and outs. You are concise and to the point. So the fact that you were concise and to the point quickly with your partner, that tracks for being responsible for not playing games because that's who you are. So for some listeners, they'll be more of the, oh, I like you. Let's see how it goes. Kind of dynamic, casually drop in clues, but you are a pocket rocket who is this little, amazing, incredible woman who is so upfront and so direct. So even in you being upfront and direct,
1: you're being responsible for who you are. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I don't really see myself as direct, but maybe I am. I think I just like to know that what I'm doing is purposeful and has, an outcome. Otherwise, what's the point? But like you said, some people may date just to date or to have that positive experience, which is, which is fine and okay. But I think I would rather be direct and know where someone's head is at than be in, I don't want to scare them away territory. I think that uncertainty and limbo is more problematic, but I think a little bit is okay. What I usually recommend, and if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in this spot, I don't know what to do, give it a time frame. Give it a time frame. So I knew when I met my partner at the time, he had a lot going on and XYZ. So I was like, okay, I'm happy to freestyle this relationship to a specific time frame. For five minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, it was actually New Year's Eve. I don't know if I should tell this story, but it was New Year's Eve. I was out and I rang him and I was like, hey, just like a quick question. Um, How would you feel if, you know, I I was to meet someone else out? Would it bother you at all? And this was me saying, do you like me because it's New Year's Eve and I don't want to go into whatever year it was, you know, New Year. I didn't want uncertainty. I need to know. Let's get on the same page. Let's get on the same page. And he said his first response, he goes, no, it wouldn't bother me. I was done. I archived the chat. I deleted his number. The next day he's calling, calling me. Anyways, once I came down off my Pisces crisis situation, I went over and that's where we had the chat. And he goes, Steph, the only reason I said it wouldn't bother me is he, is he goes, you were out and I thought maybe you'd met someone or maybe you'd hooked up or given your number, or whatever. He goes, I didn't want to ruin your night. I was like, stop, I don't deserve this. Um, and then we had the quote-unquote conversation and he said, you know, you tick a lot of boxes. He said, and I said, honey, I am the box. Like I know this. I know I tick boxes and I'm not here waiting for you to choose me. Like I will decide if I choose you. And that was a complete shift because so many people wander around, do they like me? Am I enough? Do you like them? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think when we fall into the well-worn trope of playing the cool girl and pretending we don't have needs, it always ends in tears. We could do a whole podcast where I take you through my relationship before this one. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole thing, right? Like I did everything to be the cool girl. I was with this person for over six months before I even would allow myself to call them my boyfriend. And I waited until he casually mentioned in conversation, he refers to me as his girlfriend. I was so powerless. I was so at the mercy of like, whatever you want to do, because I want to be the cool girlfriend, right? And this was coming off the back of a longer term relationship, a marriage, children entering the dating world and not knowing myself. And so I found myself in this relationship which was not a bad relationship at all. This is a great person. If I saw this person on the street, I'd give them the biggest hug and wish them well. And I'm so grateful that I got to share time and space with them. And I would say, guess what? Even though we were together for a year and a half, you didn't know me. You did not know the actual real me because I was doing everything to stop that from happening because I wanted to serve you a version of me. And I think that's game playing, right? Which is what this conversation is about.
1: Yes, you literally. And this is the thing a friend of mine recently was in a toxic dynamic. And I said, You're a completely different person. And you form these versions. There's like this socially desirable version that doesn't know themselves when they're with this person. And I'm like, You're actually so much more fun when you're not around them because you're not what's the word, camouflaging and just being a social chameleon? Actually know who you are when you're not around this person.
0: There's a real performative lens for so many women when it comes to relationship. And I think when we are in a bad place mentally, we're so much more susceptible to playing that role because playing that role feels safe and it gives us a bit of validation.
1: Yeah, wow. That's such a good way to put it. So I think if you're listening, don't perform. Obviously, you don't need to be as cutthroat as I am. I think that comes with my age and it comes with the stage of life I'm at and with what I want, and it worked for me, okay? But don't think you need to act a specific way to, quote, unquote, get the guy because sometimes being direct and knowing what you want is attractive as well.
0: And responsibility is hot.
1: Back responsibility is hot. Love that. That the title of your book. <laughs> My memoir. I which love you know that. you
0: know, Steph, I am not responsible in a lot of ways. But when it comes to relation this relationship, I do consider myself responsible.
1: Yeah, and it's so interesting because I wouldn't even think of that past relationship you were describing with what I see now and you, yeah, you're thriving and you're in such a healthy, happy dynamic. And I think we both are, but it took work to get here.
0: Absolutely. We will have to sit down and record another podcast on that relationship and
1: you can unpack it from a psychological standpoint. Sure. I would love to, but if you enjoyed today's episode, please let us know if you've got questions, make sure you tag myself and Kylie on Instagram, but for the listeners, Kylie, if they want to listen to more of your life, where can they find your podcast? Thanks, Steph. I do
0: have a podcast and it's a real mixture of topics. I interview experts like yourself. Relationship is a really, really big theme over on my podcast. I have all sorts of authors. I've had the author of the Love Languages book and all sorts of psychiatrists and therapists. So it's a resource that I really love working on, particularly for women And if you're interested in that sort of thing, you can find the podcast by searching I am with Kylie lately, and I'm sure Steph will pop the link in the show notes as well.
1: I sure will. Thank you so much, Kylie. Can't wait for our next Freestyle Friday, but have an amazing weekend.
0: Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjilung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
1: Hold up.